What is going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Kev the Coach Experience. This is your host, Kev the Coach. I'm a life coach, podcaster, sales professional, biohacker. And in this podcast, I talk about mental health, dating, relationships, confidence, and all things personal development. I've coached hundreds and impact thousands through one-to-one group coaching and content. I help men and women recover from breakups, discover their purpose, and build immense confidence in their mission. That was a mouthful. But I'm happy to have you here. If you haven't already, be sure to follow, subscribe, so you get the updates on new episodes, um, and share with someone who could use this information um, <clears throat> that could maybe potentially put them on the right path and help them out a lot. You know, that's what we got to do in life. That's what feels good. But with that, let's jump into the content for today's episode. I got kind of a few things that are on my mind. I don't know how long I'm going to talk about each topic um, or what's going to happen, but I want to talk about just change generally in life. Um, I got some young listeners. I got some people around my age, mid-20s. You know, I got some older folks, 30s, 40s, 50s. I don't know if I'm in the 60s. Hit me up if you're in the 60s and you're listening, and God bless you. I love you. I love you all very, very much. Um, So let's get started by talking about change um, cause I feel like it could just be, um, it could resonate with you and make some people feel good just to know that, um, change is incredibly normal. Um, and personally I've gone through, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of change. I think we, you know, we all, right. We all have, we all go through it, but I want to talk about almost like personally <clears throat> and, and see if maybe it helps someone else out and it resonates with them. Cause I know, you know, 2020 changed a lot of things, but even without 2020, you know, the pandemic related stuff, um, I think, you know, I think in life we can get a little messy. Um, we can get lost and I, you know, I don't believe in like, um, really regrets or like, um, you know, just like thinking that you did the wrong thing. You know, I very much, at least for the most part, subscribe to the idea um, that everything happens for a reason. Because oftentimes when you look back at everything, it led you to something positive, right? I won't lie. Sometimes I question that narrative, right? Sometimes I question it and, and I get cynical and I'm like, is this really where I was supposed to go? You know, what if I had done things differently? And it's tricky, right? It's definitely tricky. It's easy to question things. Um, but I think we need to look at things with more perspective. Look at, like, say, if you were to just fast forward to five years, two, even just two years, four years, five years from now, like, okay, what would what would you be grateful for about right now, Right? And I think we would all, we can all say we would be grateful for the hardships that we've been through. You know, the shit that knocked us down, the person that rejected us, you know, the mistakes you've made that have, you know, made you a, a better person or a stronger person or a more person who has a little more wisdom, right? So, yeah, I feel like there's been some things where I've been, I mean, lately I, I reflect a lot, you know, I, as you guys know, I've talked about on a couple episodes where I've, I've gone through some transitions. I just moved to Chicago and <clears throat> I just think about my life in my early to mid twenties and how different that is from now. 
and I know a lot of people go through that and maybe that's why I was like, maybe this will resonate and um, it's incredibly different. It feels like I'm almost trying to recreate um, the lifestyle I had in my early to mid twenties and, you know, not trying to do it from a place of like regret or like, you know, um, you, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't go back in time. Right. But maybe you can look at a positive experience in your life and be like, what was, what kind of person was I that was, you know, you know, especially if you feel like maybe you've gone down a wrong path and you're trying to get back on the right path, you can look back at your, you know, a lot of people say you shouldn't look back at your past and, and, or you shouldn't dwell on it too much, or at least in a negative light, right? So that's what I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm trying to do it in a productive way, right? I'm not trying to totally dismiss my past. I think that would be kind of toxic. You know, you do have to look at um, your lessons from history, right? Um, your personal history and learn from it a little bit. Um, but more generally, you know, um, yeah, changes. It's a motherfucker, right? And it's like you got to keep rolling with the punches and you got to keep looking at areas of your life that you can adjust, change. You got to be upfront with yourself, be honest in whatever way possible. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to look at, you know, when I talk about my early 20s, mid 20s and, and like the joy I was experiencing, the freedom, you know, what was what was I doing that you know, what was I thinking? What were my beliefs, right? That like allowed me to live so freely. And I'm not saying I'm not enjoying life right now. Um, it's different. It's a different enjoyment. It's it's more conscious, more spiritual, more sensitive um, than I was in my early to mid twenties. Um, and it's 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 fascinating and it's weird. <laughs> it's like what the hell. Um, yeah, we change. We do change. Not everyone changes. And not everyone will change at the same rate. Um, I feel like I've changed so much, you know. And as a person, my beliefs, my motives, my desires. I don't know about my desires, but things have changed. And if you resonate with that, um, it can be like weird to look back and be like, at your past self. Um, but anyways, um, would love to hear from anyone who's going through change and is like, how do you adapt? And it's still something I'm learning and like trying to figure my own way. And I think it's, yeah, it's a part of growing up, you know, and, the, and you hear this from, from elders who talk about, you know, your early to mid twenties and then your late twenties, how different it is. And then you get in your thirties and, you know, got people getting in relationships, getting married and having kids. And so I think it's, 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 it's a part of that, that is like when you go against the grain, against the norm, when I mean, I don't know if it's most people are getting married. I don't know what the numbers are. It can feel like that, right? It definitely feels like most people are in relationships the older you get. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? Um, and most people get married, right? In these, I would say, upper 20s at least. Most of your people you know will be getting married at least by their upper 20s, it seems like. I don't know. I don't want to speak for all friend groups and all paths of life, but it seems like a lot of people will be making those decisions and at least be in the relationships, in a serious relationship. And so when you're against the grain, you're against the norm, um, <clears throat> it, it can be alienating and just, and just almost like 
you know, you got to figure your shit out. <laughs> Anyways, um, like I said, a, a vague topic. Um, I have more for you, but I was just curious to see where that might go. Um, hopefully that wasn't too self-serving, but maybe we'll get into some more um, content right here that will bring some more value. And I want to talk about post-relationship challenges. So more, more specific to guys, anyone who's getting out of relationship, well, especially men, that's who I mostly focus on, um, and the challenges that come with that. In this often, what I've found personally can develop a lot of nice guy tendencies. So, and I, I, there's so much that comes with it, right? You get in a relationship, you go from learning to be a good dater to being a good partner, a good, you know, <clears throat> learning how to have good relationships, relationship skills, you know, that becomes the focal point. You're not so much worried about, <clears throat> you know, especially from a guy's perspective, meeting tons of women, having lots of dates, because that's, that's something I think men, <clears throat> not just men, but women need to practice too, you know, because it's just a whole thing. Both of them are, are, are totally different, you know, things that just demand uh, some some level of understanding of how to do them properly and be successful at it, just like anything. Um, so if anyone's getting out of a relationship, you know, it, it's important to realize that the things you were doing inside of a relationship, um, <clears throat> at least from my experience and everything I've read and why, I mean, from people that don't know my background, I got into this from an experiential place. And a, you know, I, I really studied and read a lot of books on relationships, and I, I had a coach. <clears throat> it's all opinions right out there about this stuff, but you find what works for you, right? So, what I found is that, yeah, a lot of these relationship tendencies, um, you know, you almost you almost have to revert back as quick as possible to being a dater. And what it means to be a good dater, right, is like, you know, especially for guys, and it's it's a humble pill to swallow when you get back into the dating life is that you you really need to keep your cards close to your chest. Because when you get in a relationship, you, 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 know, you, you obviously are adopting love and um, <clears throat> you just get, you get, you get to be a, a, a good guy. You be good to, to your woman. And I'm not saying you... <laughs> You don't want to be a bad person in the dating life. But we all know from guys that have ever had any stage of their life been successful at dating. And this is just the only way I know how. And I know there's a lot of women out there who, um, I don't know about a lot, but I've gotten criticism from, from, I just have a couple women that come to mind about some of the dating tactics or just like general strategies that I would talk about in years past had problems with it, but it's the only way I've truly found that works. And and it's not just some guy or me saying this. It's an energy thing. It's masculine, feminine energy. It's how a woman's heart works. Um, so, and I'll break that down because that can sound like what the fuck you're talking about. Because um, I have experience with that. I tried to reinvent the wheel recently, and it doesn't. You know there. When something works, you shouldn't, <laughs> I mean, maybe you think that there could be other areas that could be improved, but if something works, you know, life lesson, um, maybe don't mess with it. Um, so the nice guy tendency, you know, is you, you forget that in the dating stages, 
you don't have a woman's heart yet. So what does that mean? You don't have her love yet. You, you can have an amazing date. But if you think that you've crossed the finish line, because here's how here's what's break down to is that men are very visual. Um, we, 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 we tend to know what we want, like quicker in some ways. Um, we're quicker to be like, oh, this, this, this girl is amazing, right? You, you always hear with guys, they, they talk about women like this and women will be more, they're always slower to, and, and this makes sense on many levels, right? Logically, a woman, um, in many senses, she needs to feel safe, right? Cause she's with this big dude and it doesn't have to be big, right? But we know men are typically physically stronger and just more intimidating. They're just, yeah, we, we all know this stuff, um, so a woman will tend to fall in love slower. She needs to make sure she feels safe, comfortable. And, and, and aside from all that kind of stuff, um, she wants a love story. She may not, say, of course, no, women never tell you this. You know, if women and everyone understood this stuff, obviously relationships and love would be a lot easier, uh, or at least dating would be. Um, but they don't, they don't want you to be so like, you know, as I said earlier, when, when when we know what we want, we tend to just communicate it and be overbearing. Like, oh, I really like you. Like, you're the one. You know, like this is what happens is we know we found at least at least a woman that we're gonna we would like to date, we'd like to see again. We know that much at least, right? Some guys go over the top and like, I love this chick, you know? They're like, I want this chick to be my girlfriend right now. Um so you can have different levels to this kind of thing, but we've got just a situation where a guy knows he really likes her and and then he starts to text her and over communicate and that's a huge topic of itself i have an episode that still to this day gets a decent amount of streams it's it's uh texting that <clears throat> i don't know yeah texting and dating is what the episode's called it's what its title is it's from kind of way back um and how really the phone is like the biggest poison to a man's dating process because the woman, she, she wants a love story. And I'm sorry if anyone, if any females out there are offended by this. Um, and I don't think it's really, there's anything really wrong with that. I think it's fair to say that uh, if, if you're a woman, you, you definitely want to fall in love and have a beautiful love story. There's nothing wrong with admitting that or wanting that or desiring that for you. I mean, think about marriage and what it is. It's this whole elopement process, you know, from the beginning of the first meet to you know, handing her a ring and, and, you know, and, and putting it on her finger and (laughs) eloping, right? It's this whole love story process. And if you, as a man, you know, from the very get are over communicating, you know, you are telling her everything that you want to do because you're a logical guy. You're like, why can't we just be straight up with each other, right? I, I get it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Why can't we just be straight up? Why can't you just text her and talk all day, right? And just be in love right from the get. That's just not how her heart works, you know? That's just not how that works. Um, and so it, it takes time. So maybe you're a lady listening to this and you're, maybe it explains why you've maybe not been into guys who seem you're like I don't know why I'm just I'm just not feeling this guy a lot of the times that's because there's a guy that's just over pursuing you there's no mystery there it's not fun right like (laughs) and some people are like well that's toxic why can't we just be it's just 
it's deeper than that. It, it's about the safety and the, obviously the, the process of falling in love. It's not like, what's the fun? And I'd have to admit, what's the fun in, uh, you know, just meeting and then just like signing a contract, like, you know, hey, you're my girlfriend now. That, that date was amazing, right? Like, it, it, that's no fun. I'd, ha- I'd have to admit that. I mean, as a guy, as logical people, we, <laughs> at least a lot of guys, we tend to be just very hard headed that way. Like, we would probably actually like that and but that's not obviously that's not the that's not the challenge that's not the challenge um and you know hollywood has this just everyone's so fucked up <clears throat> you know i just i i was on netflix the other day and i just went through the the movies that were on there and i saw the notebook and i just watched the first scene that they show you like on the trailer part and it's it's uh what's his face hanging from the Ferris wheel, like chasing this chick. She, he literally interrupts her date and is hanging from the Ferris wheel, you know. And he's like threatening that he's gonna fall. He's gonna like he's gonna let go and kill himself if she doesn't go on a date with him. And this is what Hollywood has injected into us from a very young age. So this is the first time you've ever heard that. That's something I've been talking about for years. I haven't brought it up in a while. But yeah, Hollywood instills these ideas, you know, almost subconsciously into us about how dating and relationships work. If you watch a lot of these movies, you got to be careful because you, in a way, you got to be careful because you're, you're subjecting yourself to shit that's just not real, right? It's the, it's a movie. You know, what do we know about Hollywood, man? That shit's fake. Um, it's not real. Look at Will Smith at the... At the Grammys or whatever that shit was, slapping Chris Rock. Like, these people are actors acting out a script that was written. You know what I mean? And the people that write, they, these aren't these aren't educational books, you know, that teach you how to do things. So that's a big pill to swallow. We, we just, I don't know, we see our favorite actors in movies and how they portray and how they pursue women. And that's just so not how it is in real life. And that's why it's so confusing. You know, he's hanging from this Ferris wheel. Like, you got to go out with me or else I'm going to fall and die. Like, if you did that in real life, if you interrupted a girl's date, you would legitimately, <clears throat> she would legitimately block you. She would be like, she might even call the cops. Like, you're, you're, you're following her. Like, it's not romantic in any way. It's creepy. But in the movies, it's like, yeah, obviously it's, it's against the norm. It would maybe wouldn't be as, I don't know what, I don't know how to explain that. I just know it's, it's entertainment i don't know you know and so uh i I wanted to talk about these post relationship challenges because i don't know we just i don't know we we fall into these we we just forget and a lot of us never knew so this might be your first time where you've ever been like holy shit like this is this is facts like this stuff doesn't work it's in the movies um women do want in some cases the bad boy and if she said she doesn't um, she's in a different energetic space. Um, you know, I've had some combative females online be like, you know, that's toxic. And I'm like, I'm not like, look, I would not talk about this if it wasn't how it worked. Like, I'm just saying, like, I've tried things differently. I've tried being the nice guy, the guy who gets flowers and tells her everything he wants out of this relationship and is very upfront it's not, it does not work that way. It, it, masculine people are like that. So I hate to say it, but if, if there, there are women who are in a masculine frame of mind, a logical state of mind, business owners, people, you know, people who 
create businesses or are constantly working like and that's been obviously me like we tend to want things to be transparent up front like like how business is but love and at least a feminine woman like she's not she's going to be uncomfortable with that kind of forefront like and it makes a lot of sense as i've painted earlier like after a first date to be just like you're my girlfriend now like let's text all day every day you know and, and if you're a logical masculine rational person you might hear that and you're like well that sounds great they do that in some countries very conservative countries you can literally like sign up to get you 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 can get married with someone right that you just met i don't know i don't know i mean that that's historical too they used to do that shit back in the medieval times you know you see miserable women like that who are like they just had to be with this guy you know like that's you know that's that's it's some some cultures that's how it is um but here in the u.s at least in you know <laughs> what i see that's not we don't have assigned marriages or how whatever that's called you have to earn a woman's heart and she chooses you over a long period of time and then you present to her a ring and and well, that's you know at least in the uh catholic church marriage setting um there's a lot, I think there's other ways you can do it. But the fact that the way it happens is, yeah, she falls in love slowly over time. You may know, like, damn, I really like this chick from the get. That's just how it is. And and she she's always questioning. And I didn't bring this up yet. There's another reason for it is, is she's thinking about way into the future than you are as a man. Because most men, as we, we talked about earlier, visual, pretty, pretty darn sexual. I'm not saying women aren't sexual, but... Lots of guys tend to be thinking about that kind of thing on a, on a more um, prevalent basis. That internal uh, conversation they're having with themselves is, is very, they're attracted to you physically. And more often than not, that will be the narrative of their total headspace around you, the woman. Um, and so that, and, and women, that's, it's like, it's not that way at all. You know, it's almost it's almost the exact opposite. For the most part, you know, she'll be thinking like, what does he do for work? You know, because she's thinking long term. She's thinking, where is this guy going to take me? You know, it's almost like it's it's almost just in in our DNAs to be this way as men and as women to be the way they are is, is to think like if he's if I'm going to get have a have a have his child, have our child. Right. She's going to have to give birth. You know, she wants to make sure this dude has got it figured out you know what i mean she's not just gonna sign up for this this you know i mean there's transparency in other ways i'm not saying it's like we want a vague you know uh dating experience where it's just but at the end of the day the mystery and the love story i'm telling you if you want a woman to fall in love with you, you 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 do what i'm talking about with the lack of texting like it's not about being let me rephrase that it is not about being, you know, not responding or ghosting or any toxic things you hear online. It's just about, it's about, you know, being less forward. Because that, that's what we tend to want to do is communicate as masculine peoples. We want to communicate exactly what we're feeling, put it out there. And, you know, like, like I've said many times already in this episode, a feminine woman is going to be kind of turned off by that. It's going to kind of freak her out a little bit. She's going to be like, yo, have you met any women like me before? Like, you know, and I'll be honest, I made this mistake 
fairly recently, like I said, post-relationship challenge on, I had to kind of like remember, re-remember how, I mean, I always knew, but like I said, I tried to, I got maybe lost in the Hollywood narrative. I thought, you know, maybe I don't have to do this. You know, it's an energy thing. You have to enter into sort of a masculine centered state of mind with discipline, a devotion to giving her the space to fall in love with you. You know, if you've ever fallen in love or if so, if you're a woman, if you've ever fallen in love or you've had or if you're a guy and you've had a woman fall in love with you, you can pretty much bet your money that, you know, you, you if you did it right. I mean, you, you did it this way. You had the dates, you know, you, you, you there was a lot of, you know, mystery. You weren't sure, you know, and usually by two to three months, you guys are seeing each other every day. You know, and it just happens this process. She's staying over. You guys are making breakfast. Now she's, you know, eventually she's going to meet the friends. Maybe uh, everyone does that differently. I, I suggest doing it later on, you know, and then and then all of a sudden you just, and some of it's a familiarity concept, um, you know, and so you, you just, you fall in love over this, this time period. Um, so... To bring this all together, because I know some of this, you know, I haven't talked about some of this in a while. Because <clears throat> for, I would say for, yeah, a couple of years there, I was really focused on relationships. Because I was in one. Um, so that was the focus of what I was trying to get better at. You know, being a better boyfriend. Honing in on my, my energy and, and just, yeah, all that stuff. And dating is this whole other area. So... Post relationship challenges doesn't even have to be posed. You might you might just have nice guy tendencies, and and I I know how um, the nice guy can be very rejecting of these things I'm talking about. Um, the way things are, unfortunately for some of you, and for, for me at times too, because you it, it challenges you to hone in and be like devoted to. You meet if you meet a woman, you have a really good time. You know, like, don't <laughs> try to just keep your mouth shut a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you can you can tell her, you can compliment her, and, and be kind. Um, you can you can do a lot of things. You can get a, you can say a, really anything. I'm not saying you can't say anything, but when it comes to the texting, I'm just telling you, this is how it's worked. Is time and time again, if you if you are too available and you text her all the time, it just, all of that sort of activity and lack of, because she needs the time, because the real, the real reason is she needs the time and space to think about you and, you know, believe that like you, like by, by your inaction, you're like, you're not talking to her as much, not all day. She has the opportunity to think about you and be like, that was a really fun date, you know, um, I'd like to see him again. That was so fun. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what you need. And if you're not getting that and you're over pursuing, you know, and, and I, here's another example. Hopefully you've made it this far. Hopefully I haven't offended anyone. Um, another example of this kind of, of love is the father daughter relationship, you know, and how, you just kind of have this idea that the father is always there. She comes to him, you know, when, when she needs him and, you know, she sits on his lap and, and 
um, you know, that's kind of that masculine feminine relationship that, you know, you let a, you let a woman feel free and she'll come and go as she pleases. You know, she, she comes in. Women are a lot like cats is another thing. I've, I mean, I've, it's really come to be very true for me is, is a, a, a woman chooses who she wants to be with. You know, she, you can't make her choose you in your pursuit. You can't make her choose you. She has to choose her, choose you on her own. And she does that by having the time and space to think about you <clears throat> and, you know, ponder about how fun that last experience was. Let's schedule the next one. She'll hit you up. She contacts you. She says, hi, how are you? How's your week going? You say, good, good. You want to get together again? And you set the next date. And that happens for several weeks until before you know it, she's contacting you on repeat and you guys are together all the time. You know what I mean? And that, that's what you want to get. That's what everyone's trying to achieve. But the nice guy tendencies to, to have a really good time. And this doesn't happen often, right? And, and you can be a confident guy. You can know your worth, but you can still fuck up. You can still fuck up because you, you're in that masculine, so you just forget, hey, this, she needs, what she needs is the time and space. She may not know it. She may not, I mean, like, how often are, is a woman going to tell you, hey, I need the time and space to fall in love with you? You know what I mean? Like, that's not attractive. She doesn't want to have to communicate that. Even if she knew that, <clears throat> even if she knew that's how she felt, she, it's not attractive to have to communicate. Just like it's not attractive in bed to be like, you know, hey, you're, <laughs> this sucks. You know what I mean? Like, you need to be better. Uh, even though you got to do it if you're in a relationship. But uh, in the dating stages, you're not going to get that kind of slack. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, the post relationship, you know, it, you try to reinvent the wheel cause you clearly, <clears throat> you clearly figured it out. If you can make a woman fall in love with you or if you've had it happen before, then you, you, you do know something you did was, was right, you know, and is worth repeating, Sure, there may be some things you'd want to change about whatever your process is, but the, the concepts remain the same. You know, she fell in love with a confident, secure man who knew his worth, stood his ground. You know, all these amazing things that a woman is interested in because, like I said earlier, she wants to make sure she's spending time with a high-value man who has his shit together, is, is a good job or whatever, and, and he's going to protect her. If if need be, and, and and some of you might be like, oh, that's so fucking gender role, like whatever, you know. They, they, at least these relationships that I want, uh, I'm just saying, you know, what I mean, that's the kind of relate. I I want I want to be the man, you know. I want to be a man. I want to be a strong man for a woman. I'm not saying she can't be strong. I'm just I know that's what I want to be. <laughs> so to each their own. If if you're a woman and listening, or you, most women like that wouldn't listen to this podcast, but if you were, um, then you want potentially the opposite of everything I'm saying. This is really for a man who wants to be masculine, he wants to be strong, he wants to be confident to attract a woman who can be all of those things but more is more in her feminine. Because opposites attract. If you are a masculine, more in your masculine, you know, in your dating life, then as, as a woman, you know, then you're going to want a man who's more feminine if you want the best sex life. It's just the opposites attract. Like, it's just facts. You know, it's just how it works. You know, you think about 
maybe you can look back at your life and think about the best sexual experiences you've ever had, the most fiery, you know, <clears throat> they, they were probably very polarizing. That's just how it is. You know, platonic friendship relationships, uh, you never hear those people talk about how great their sex is. So you just have to choose. <clears throat> I'm not saying sex is everything, but I'm not, I'm also not going to sit here for me personally and tell myself that it's not important to me. <clears throat> A great sex life is pivotal because we as human beings have desires and you want those desires to be filled by your partner, not someone else. You feel me? So that's why it's important to have polarization. And that's why everything I've talked about in this episode is about masculine and feminine energy. You know, the masculine guy, he sets the dates she contacts him because she, she she wants his attention. She she you know she really liked him. She really had a good time. So he sets the date. And, and I'll just be transparent. Um, yes, it does. It, you will find some weird resistance during this whole thing if you're new to this. And you're gonna need a lot. If you're a man, you're gonna need. A, you've never heard of this stuff. You're gonna need to have a lot of effort towards this, and it's gonna be difficult. Um, you know to put it all together. And your first, your first dating experience, you're gonna, you know, um, but, and the reason is because today we've, we've got things very, uh, we've got a very interesting environment. Um, obviously we know more women are, are like hard charging, more masculine. Um, so yeah, you just got to know what you want. If you, if you want, um, you know. These you can't deny these energies are important, you know. It's it's yeah, it can be unfortunate in some ways. You you can be friends with anyone you want, but if you're gonna choose a partner, you know what I mean, that is gonna be your lover, and that's that's your priority, then you gotta get that straight. Like, what do you want from a relationship? You know? So when I'm speaking this podcast, yes, I'm I might be um projecting my personal desires for a relationship but that's my right you know to a relationship where i'm predominantly in my masculine and my partner is at least in our intimate lives is predominantly in her feminine that's what i desire because i know i know from everything i've read from the relationship experience i've had that that is the relationship that i want and it's not just like easy i know i have to be a strong masculine person and then the person I meet has to be an amazing feminine woman, which I don't know, for whatever reason, we've kind of demonized feminine energy over the past, you know, I don't know, five, four or five years, 10 years. I mean, it's been happening where, you know, having kids and being a mother is like, it's kind of just like a sheepish task all of a sudden. I don't know if you guys have felt that vibe, but it, it definitely, um, I don't know, <clears throat> it's it's gotten like demoted, you know what I mean? So, and some of these things might be controversial. Um, I'm trying to be as respectful. In relationships and everything, it's, it's what you want. Like, everyone wants to say these are, these are like, this is what everyone has to do. And I'm not trying to say that. <clears throat> That's why I preface everything that I've been saying. Um, but I know most men I meet, almost 100% of them, there's a, there's a small percentage of men who want to remain like in their feminine, um, because I think they're just stubborn and they don't realize that they're, this is why they can't, they have no success with women. 
So most men I meet, they, they want to be successful women. They, they want to be that James Bond type. If they were really to admit, they want to be the guy that's, you know, has the charisma, he's smooth, he's classy, and he knows how to court a woman into falling in love with him. You know, some women don't want to be courted. Some women don't want to, you know, have a man make them fall in love. And that that's because that's, they're coming from their masculine. And that's okay. I, I have empathy for that. You're a badass chick. And, you know, you, but you, you can't have your cake and eat it too or whatever the fuck that fucking saying is. I totally botched it. Um, you really do have to choose. Like, it, it's very hard. You can be a badass chick and you can be a badass dude and still show up in your intimate life if you want to be. If you want to, and be feminine. Sorry for any background noise. I just realized I was fidgeting quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> so it's how, however you want to show up in your intimate life. But that's how intentional you have to be. You know, you if you show up kind of like in a, like a mixed energy space where you're sometimes masculine and sometimes you're really feminine, like you, you might find like mixed results, right? Um. And you, some of you are like, this is gender roles. And, you know, if you're looking for a committed relationship, there will be some gender roles involved. Who's going to take out the garbage, right? Who's going to make dinner? You know, who's going to be on top? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, this is just life. You know, we got to make decisions. We got to choose. I'm not saying it has to be the woman or the man doing whatever those tasks you want to assign. I'm just stating the facts of how things are. A lot of times stating the facts is, is really problematic in today's world. Which is a big, uh, big, big problem we have going on right now is we don't we're starting to um, blur the lines between facts and logic. It's sort of all just becoming feelings oriented, right? Um, well, I feel what you said was wrong. It's like okay, you know, <laughs> you know. So we we've entered a weird uh, environment there. But um, I've gone pretty long in this episode. It's a pretty long one. Um, and this this is, yeah, and I, I say all of this with empathy, for, especially for my guys who have had a lot of struggles in dating and relationships. And maybe this is like a big pill to swallow. You know, maybe you've been that guy that's been texting a girl all day after your first date, right? For days on end, you guys have been communicating. And then all of a sudden, she's just like ghosting you, right? Like... These are the nice guy tendencies, you know, you've got to have a devotion to giving her the space. Be devoted to that. Be devoted to giving her the space. And I'm not saying you don't ever reach out. I don't want to get in too depth with kind of how, but I found that, you know, if you text, if she doesn't respond after the first date, you text her a week from the date. Say, hey, I uh, had a really good time last time. When are you free to... Get together. Hey, how you're doing? How are you doing? Um, you know, we'd love to get together again when you're free. You know, like, and then keep the texting to minimum. Because the reason you think about when our parents and people before cell phones, which is the majority of history, um, the courting phases were a little bit simpler because you couldn't reach each other if you even if you wanted to. In many areas of or <clears throat> many cultures, right? There was you don't have a cell phone and just directly text them. The ease of access of communicating to another was not easy so you can imagine how much more simple the courting process was you know you meet at a place you you know maybe maybe we're talking about in the 70s or whatever you pick her up you know you have a good time you drop her off and and uh you know you tell each other you had a good time a kiss 
you know, or you go in her house, sleep together, whatever happens, you know that when you leave her house, <clears throat> there's no texting. So let's say there's a landline at this time. So you can call, you know, I guess you could still be making a lot of mistakes and you can call her the, the morning after and she's like, whoa, you know. So the whole point of that energy is it's, it's communicating to her that, you know, you are successful with women. And this is not a shocker that you have had a successful date. It's just like anything. When you communicate to someone that you're not very good at this or I've never done this before, it's to a high value woman at least, she's going to be like, Ugh, you know what I mean? Like this is your, you know, this is, is this, is this your first time going out with a pretty, like a really attractive woman like me? You know, if she can feel that, if she can sense that, it makes her a little uneasy she doesn't feel like you have the experience necessary. Because even if it's true, even if it's fucking true, you don't have any experience, whatever. <clears throat> you need to fake it till you make it. There's something to that. Faking it till you make it is way better than, yeah, obviously putting all your baggage on her and, and over-pursuing. There's like a quote and it's, it's, it's a woman is, is always constantly pursuing the love of like her father, you know, <clears throat> in life. Like, you know, so it's, it's, she's, she's looking for that masculine energy. She's pursuing the masculine energy. She wants a strong man, right? So everything that's been conditioned from a young age, you know, is, is I, I'm not saying that's for everyone across the board, like what you've experienced in your life. But factually, from what I've experienced, and like I said, not reinventing the wheel time and time again, when, when you get her, it may take some, yeah, it may take, she may not have dated a guy like you if you try this. That's what I was saying earlier. There might be some resistance to trying this out and doing it. Um, <clears throat> but when you've, when you've shown her that you are strong and she can sort of relax like, because so, there's so many weak men out there, so you can't blame women for wanting to take control of their lives and, and be the breadwinner, quote-unquote, and, you know, be badass chicks. Like, you can't blame them because there are a lot of weak men out there, and they're tired of it. They said, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go take things out of my own hands, make a living for myself, make a life for myself. <clears throat> I'm going to take on those masculine roles, those energetic roles, Right, you can't blame them, but you do have to understand. So, like, yeah, if you're dating a woman who's maybe in that masculine, it's going to take some time, <clears throat> intimately, right? She can still be masculine in her business and her job, but when you show up for that date and it's you two getting together, who is going to, right? Like, if we want that polarity, if we want the fireworks, if we want the great sex, who is going to be submissive? Is it going to be the guy or is it going to be her? At the end of the date, when you have a good time, you have you share some laughs. Even before that, when you show up to the first bar, who's making the plans? Who's making the plans to go to the next bar? I I know you're like, why can't there be 50-50? I'm just saying the best sex of my life has always been when there's polarity. When there's the whole night, you know. I'm not saying there can't be any sort of like mutual like, oh, we should go here bet but when you let her show up and just be totally relaxed and you are strong but I mean, you obviously you have to be strong enough for her to feel that feel your leadership 
Feel your confidence. Like, where are we going? She asks you. We're going here. So if you, if, if that's what you want, right? Like, I know it's like it, it could be maybe sound stressful, right? <clears throat> I'm not saying it always has to be this way. But more often than not, <clears throat> if you can achieve that masculine sort of like decision-making core, um, your intimate life will thrive. Um, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not saying that's the only way your intimate life can thrive, but it is one way. Let's, let's just leave it at that, right? Let's leave it, let's leave it at that. It's very attractive, that's for sure, when there's one person that's t- sort of like leading and the other person's totally relaxed. And because we've totally got that wrong, we totally think that the feminine person is weak. It actually takes a lot of strength to be like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be doing whatever you want to do, you know, in like a loving way. Like, I want to do what you want to do. This is, you know, that that's also a very powerful thing to do. Some would argue that that's way more powerful than being the person that like, no, I want to do this. Let's do this. You know what I mean? So teach their own, right? 45 minutes in, dang, we're booming. This is a long one. Um, so yeah, I really, I really dove into this. Yeah. These nice guy tendencies, the dating stages, um, <clears throat> And it's a big pill to, pill to swallow if you've never heard this before. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I can definitely resonate and have empathy with that. And if you're frustrated from this episode, um, <clears throat> I'm sure if you were frustrated, you would have turned off the episode a while from now. But if you did make it this far and you're like, you're, you're just like, I don't buy this stuff. I, I get it. It really takes until you start putting that energy out there. Because it's an energy thing. You can talk about the tactics and the strategies for dating. But really, it's about communicating energy. <clears throat> so like, we have that good first date, and like she doesn't hear from you. What does that communicate? That communicates that, like, oh, wow, like, I'm a beautiful chick. Like, I, I've, I've got it going on, and I know he had a really good time, and he hasn't hit me up yet, you know? So what does that communicate? To me, that communicates... I mean, by the way, we're always talking about like maybe a day, two, three, four days after the day. I'm not saying like it's weeks later. That would be, that's toxic. I'm saying if you really like the girl, you should, you should hit her up at the week date, you know, but if she likes you, the whole goal is to get her sort of pursuing you because when she's pursuing you, she's falling in love with you. If you're pursuing her, she's going to look for something better. That's why women, that's why women flake when you pursue. That's just the facts. When you pursue they feel uncomfortable. They feel flaky. They're like, I don't think this is, they, they don't maybe, they might not know how to put into words, but they'll be like, I'm not feeling this dude. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so there's that. Um, I feel like I've talked about a lot today. Shocked the episode went this long. Um, I hope people listen to the full thing because there's a lot that needs to be broken down. Um, but I love y'all and whatever you're going through, I hope you're doing well or I hope you can get through it. Um, and if you've been struggling with your dating phase, with the dating phases, I would listen to this, re-listen to this, take notes because ultimately as much as you might not like to think about it, dating and, and relationships are intentional. They're not just by accident. You know, you have to, these are, these are things you practice just like you practice your job, other skills you have. <clears throat> there is, there is a way to improve. And that's good news. That shouldn't be bad news. Because if you were just going out here blind, that shit's hard. (laughs) 
you got to know what you're doing in this uh, day and age, especially. So um, let me know what you thought of the episode. <clears throat> if you'd like to chat with me personally, reach out via my website at www.coachkevinhiggins.com. Actually, don't do that. Um, just hit me up on Instagram at Kev underscore the coach. Um, submit a question to me. Follow me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, please rate and review this podcast. Um, throw a follow, download, share with friends. That would mean the world to me. I love you all. Take care. Bye-bye.